It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 1613, How Stuff Robs Us of Those We Love the Most, by Jeff Goins with becomingminimalist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday, and welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free. That's with permission from the authors. And I'll keep this intro short for Minimalist Monday, so let's get right into it and start optimizing your life. How Stuff Robs Us of Those We Love the Most by Jeff Goins with becomingminimalist.com. My son had been born a few weeks before and I was already struggling to focus. All these responsibilities, all these expectations, so much to manage in so little time. Born four and a half weeks early, our little Aiden wasn't sleeping but a few hours per night before needing to nurse. It was a daily ritual to Google signs of colic and wonder if there was anything we could do to make all this a tiny bit easier. Though I had taken a couple of weeks off of work, the iPhone kept buzzing uncontrollably and the sleeplessness was starting to wear on me. The house was a mess, the laundry pile a small mountain, my email inbox completely out of control. I wasn't sure how much more I could take. That night, my wife was at the stove cooking something for dinner and I was in charge of baby watching. Setting the phone face down on the kitchen table, I hoisted my son up in the air and stepped outside to enjoy the midsummer evening air. As soon as I sat down with him on our back porch, I noticed a beautiful cumulus cloud formation in the sky. Instantly, I wanted to capture it, but my phone wasn't with me. Looking back through the glass window inside the messy house, I saw a reflection of myself holding my son. That was on one side of the glass. On the other was my smartphone, my busy life that was messy and complicated and sometimes too stressful to take. Did I really want to go back there? I knew I had to make a choice, maintain the busyness while sacrificing my sanity and ability to hold on to those I love the most, or learn to let go. Holding my son tightly against my chest, I gazed up at the beautiful blue sky and thought to myself, letting go of things helps us hold on to what we love most. Phoneless and feeling strangely free, I'd made my choice. My own experiments with minimalism. Quote, The things you own in life end up owning you. Tyler Durden. I have a lot of stuff, more than I need, and some of it I really like, but I'm learning that some things in life, some stuff, isn't good to hold on to. Slowly I'm getting rid of what I've held on to for years, outfits I'll never wear, movies I'll never watch, even old birthday cards. And as I do, something unusual happens to me. I feel freer than I've felt in years because somehow the things I've been holding on to have actually been holding on to me. As my family grows and responsibilities increase, I realize I can only grasp so many things at once, only so many technology trinkets, only so many messages to manage, only so many relationships to enjoy. And frankly, I'd rather hold on to people than things. It's taken some rude awakenings to get to this conclusion. I've had to learn these lessons the way most of us learn hard things in life, the hard way through countless interruptions and distractions, through the inconveniences that come when we try to get what we want and don't. My wife and I are in the process of decluttering our home. It's taking longer than we wanted, but the process is good. It feels healthy, like a cleanse of sorts. Making more room for what matters most. Recently, we cleaned out our bonus room above the garage. This room has been full of junk for two years, boxes of stuff we hadn't used since moving from the apartment we outgrew. The other day, we cleared it all out, throwing away several garbage bags, donating a couple closets worth of clothes to Goodwill, 
and relocating some things we wanted to keep. When it was all over, the room was left virtually empty. The next day, I brought my son, who was now 14 months old, into this room. Because it was so cluttered, he had never been able to really play in it. For hours, he crawled and rolled around in the open space. And I realized that every area in our life that is full of stuff is crowding out relationships. As we get rid of the things that consume our time and stress, we make room for those we love the most. How many other spaces, I wondered, are too cluttered to let others in? Sadly, I am far from leading a clutter-free life, but I get it now, this whole learning to live with less thing. The truth is, when you learn to let go, you don't live with less at all. You make room for the things that matter the most, the things that aren't even things at all. I think we all do. The hard part, though, is letting go, giving up. But I'm finding this is also the really good part, the part that releases you to live the life you were made to live, the life you dream of. Many of us are living overcrowded, busy lives that rob us of what really matters. We wait and bide our time holding out for the big things in life, not realizing that the good stuff is happening right now, if we will just let go. You just listened to the post titled How Stuff Robs Us of Those We Love the Most by Jeff Goins with becomingminimalist.com. And thank you to Jeff and Joshua of Becoming Minimalist for letting me share posts from his site. Jeff is a guest writer on Becoming Minimalist, and I've definitely narrated him before from guest posts on other sites. He's a great writer and a best-selling author. A lot of his work is about writing, but also covers life in general and minimalism, as you heard here. I'm gonna try to get permission to narrate some of the stuff from his website too. That's goinswriter.com, G-O-I-N-S, writer.com. It'd be honored to have him on board too. But that should do it for today. Thank you for being here and listening every day. And I'll be back tomorrow with a post from another popular writer, Leo Babauta, where your optimal life awaits.